They've got a feast for pancakes and children's souls. Children. Exactly. Pff, terrifying. Like, just think about the psychology, psychological, like, abuse that they'd cause as well. Oh my God, you're really painting a bad picture of the Teletubbies, though, at life. Join Lucy and Holly talk all things culture and nonsense in a brand new podcast as they bring the laid-back, familiar vibes of a British calf. Welcome to At The Calf with me, Holly. <laughs> and me, Lucy. Um, and this is our first, our first episode. Um, we, we thought we'd give podcasting a whirl. It's, yeah, it's, it's, why not? it's new for us, but I mean, we've both got a bit of, bit of radio experience. Yeah. A little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, but we just wanted, we just wanted to share some, some, some music, some films, some things that we like. I don't know. We thought, we, we think we're interesting, yeah. apparently. We have a lot to say, but whether people want to listen to or not, we'll find out. Yeah. I, I mean, this is good enough for me. If no one listens and we just, <laughs> we just vent it out, that's cool. That's cool with me. Um, but, but to kick things off. I thought we'd introduce ourselves, get to know each other a little bit. <laughs> um, so go go for it, Holly. Tell us, tell me a bit about you. I'm currently, I went to the Brit School with Lucy for four years. Um, now I'm a student and I'm studying a music media course. Um, a bit about me, I don't know. I really like dogs and I'm a massive football fan. Um, and I'm... I have my only personality trait really is just talking about music, so that's probably what's going to happen. I I can confirm this is all true. <laughs> this, is, this is fact. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the confirmation. Um, and as you can tell by the title of this podcast, it is at the calf. So in our heads, we're at the calf. In an ideal world, we'd be at the calf. Um, so yes. what's more important is to know what you're ordering because I think it says a lot about a person. So it's very what, true. What's your go-to order at the calf? Oh, just a big old fry up, an English breakfast. Hash browns. Would, do you have everything? Oh yeah, apart from tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. That's 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 probably vital information. Um, sausage, bacon, beans, eggs, hash browns. Not chips though. I think chips and a fry up's really weird. You can order chips on like the side, maybe if someone else is having chips, steal some of theirs. I, to be fair, I'm never gonna say no to a chip. Oh yeah. But potatoes, ultimate food. Exactly. Next thing to know, power food, potatoes. Solid answer. I'm impressed. Yeah, Lucy, what about you? Do you, you want to know my calf order? I want to know all about you. Everything. And calf order. <laughs> Everything right now. Um, so yeah, as Holly said, we've known each other for like four, maybe almost five yeah, years now. Crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I've, I've been a film student for a few years now. I still am. I'm studying film. Um, important things to know about me. I have two cats, Tigger and Fidget. They're my angels. I have a hamster called Odger. They, I can confirm they are angels. Yeah, Odja's an angel. She She's an absolute model. I love her, my little hamster. Uh, she's my pride and joy. I think that's kind of... It, there's uh, there's not that much about me, to be fair. And if I was at the calf, I, I was thinking about this. So like we've said, potato, power food, hash browns, incredible. I'm not going to go to a calf and not have hash browns. It's it, insane if you don't. I mean, I'd fully just have a plate of hash browns and call it a day, to be honest. But then I was thinking, it's a bit boring for me to just say hash browns, although that's probably what I'd do. Um, I feel like I could venture into like a bacon butty. I feel like yeah. I feel like yeah. a calf can't do bacon I wrong. Can agree. Bacon roll. Oh, and a bucket of ketchup. Oh, of course. Now, now that we've figured it all out, now everyone knows a little bit more about us. Um, as Holly mentioned, she's the queen of music. Okay. That's what she talks about. <laughs> so I'm gonna let her take it away and give us some some fun music facts. 
So this segment is what I'd like to call bangers and mash. Um, so I'm just going to talk about absolute bangers. Yes. Um, so today I'm going to talk about my favourite artists that I think, well, that are coming out of new music this year and highly anticipated new releases. So a couple that are confirmed, SG, SG Lewis is coming out of his album Times. That's going to be expected on February 19th. So he's like a lot of electronic house and dance kind of music and there's a lot of funk and disco to be expected on this record, which I'm quite excited about because I think that's coming into fashion a lot with like Dua Lipa. Her new album's pretty funky, I'm a big fan. Another one, which is very soon, I think it's being released on January 29th, is Arlo Parks's debut album, Collapse Sunbeams. I'm very- Oh, exciting. I'm really excited for this because I have fallen in love with her over the last like couple of months. Got big, mm-hmm. big following. Billie Eilish is a big fan, um, big fan. And she's just got such a gorgeous voice. And I'm so excited for this album. I think it's gonna be very emotional. I've been following her Instagram and she's been interacting a lot with fans and it all seems like it's gonna be very, very emotional. But also and quite, feels. Yeah, but also quite cathartic. Another one, Alana Del Rey. Chemtrails <gasps> over really? the country cuff. Yeah, March 19th. Something you should know about me is I know nothing about music. <laughs> um, I do not keep up to date with the music world. So Holly <laughs> is my source for this. So this is me getting the lowdown on what's going on because I never know. I love Lana Del Rey. That's exciting. Exactly. I'm quite excited <laughs> for this. Um, not much. I don't know much about this album, but I just saw it and I was like, this is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, I was quite a big fan of her last one. Normal Weapon mm-hmm. Rockwell. I thought that was a really good album. Um, so those are the ones that I'm aware of that are, like, I know the due date. Due date? <laughs> <laughs> the release date. The music babies. <laughs> the music babies. Um, also, there's a lot of highly anticipated albums that are going to come out this year. Um, well, uh, allegedly. One yeah. of them being Billie Eilish. She's said that she's mm-hmm. been really creative over lockdown. Um, and she's going to be releasing, hopefully releasing some, some new music. Um, another one, Adele. Adele's comeback has been pinned on this year. So after her appearance on SNL. Because recently, I think yesterday, the day we were, of, we, that we're recording this, um, 21 is 10 years old. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think um, our friend, I think it might have been Eden put it on her story and said this is the first time I felt old. Oh, and yeah. I really, I really, that really hit home for me. I was like, oh my God, am I actually... <laughs> At a point this is where it. An album that was so pivotal to my life <laughs> yeah. has turned to ten years old. That's crazy. It blows my mind. So I'm very excited because she has she's gone through a lot in her personal life, um, mm-hmm. but she seems to be coming into her own a bit more. I think from what we've seen of her, so I'm very excited. Um, another one, John Mayer, who is working on new music. Personally, is my favorite musician of all time. Um, and it's been... Yeah, you'll be hearing a lot about John Mayer throughout the course of this podcast, I can guarantee it. It's been five years since he released his last album. I think that's way too long. It's painful for me being massive fans of Adele and John Mayer as well. They just don't release music. Um, so I'm very excited for that. That should be coming within the next year. From what I've heard, it's finished. And they're just finalising last bits of it. And I'm going to put it out there. I'm hoping Rihanna comes out with something this year. It's been a while. We're trying to manifest, manifest something. Manifest it. Put it into the universe. 
everyone, if we all start manifesting it, then we hopefully some good things will come our way. I think it's what 2021 needs. Honestly, I did see this thing the other day, though. It was quite funny. And it was like um, saying when lockdown's over is like saying, oh, when Rihanna's new album comes out. So I don't know if we'll have Aww. Rihanna number nine anytime soon. Lord. Yeah. I think it's going to be quite cool. She's been an- in Antarctica, I think. Right. Recently, like doing some traveling from what I'm Crazy. aware. I know. So it's all quite exciting. And also a personal favourite of ours, Rex Orange County. Oh, again, another 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 warning that we'll gonna... talk about. It's also one of the only musicians that I am up to date on. So <laughs> then I can actually like have a conversation with Holly. It's not just her telling me things. So uh, Holly was telling me about this uh, just before. So uh, I would count me excited. It's exciting. It's going to be his this new project. He posted a picture saying, who cares 2021? So well, I think the new album's going to be called Who Cares? And I'm very excited. Um, I'll be excited to see where he goes with it, I think. Yeah. Because I feel like in his last album, he was definitely exploring new routes. Yes. So it'll be exciting to see what he what he does. Whether he goes more commercialised, like the last one, or whether he will be like more fun and this like DIY kind of bedroom pop kind of thing. But we'll see. As, as a whole, I'm very excited for all these albums because all of them would have been produced during lockdown as well so I think and it's affected different creatives in different ways mm-hmm. so I'd be excited to see what all these directions all these albums have gone in but yeah it would definitely be a lot more honest I think because it's just like themselves you know both in the way it's made and what they're about I feel like there'll be some some really relatable stuff I think everyone just doesn't care anymore so that leads us on to our next one our next segment Lucy has well, a few weeks ago, convinced me to start watching a brand new series, which I'd heard of, hadn't really explored much, but I have to say I am obsessed. Lucy, what is it? <laughs> um, it is it is RuPaul's Drag Race. I have, I'm just, I'm going to fill everyone in on some Drag Race stuff. So obviously it's been in the US for a while. It came over to the UK last year and they're on their season two. It's coming out on BBC iPlayer on Thursday at 7pm every week. So it's the perfect sort of lockdown thing. You're not going to be forced to binge it or tempted to binge it. It gives us something to look forward to. Exactly. And you've yeah. got like two or three weeks to probably catch up with by the time you're watching this, if you're not already. Um, and it will keep you going. I promise you that. So, um, and we have to put a little disclaimer out there. Me and Holly are far more UK drag race fans <laughs> than we are American ones. I am actually watching both. So you've got to bear with me. I am mixing them up because it is early days for both of them. But just British drag scene is just like our cup of tea British drag queens like and British humour is just unmatchable yeah I think it wins over our hearts a little bit more because I don't know Holly but I think you're the same that sort of I got introduced to the world of drag through London and like London scene and like just within the UK so I think it's a bit it's like it connects to me a bit more and I think yeah the area that we like sort of went to college and stuff like that and the ethos of our college and just being like so close to such a central part of the drag world makes it all a lot more exciting. So um, I'm going to try and focus on episode one to avoid some spoilers, but I have now watched episode two and I don't think I can not mention it. Um, I've got some emotions. So, um, <laughs> but um, to, to, to channel you all in, catch you up, we're going to talk about episode one. Um, and the first thing they do is walk into the workroom, have their entrances. So we're going to talk first impressions. Um, and one of my favourites is Ellie Diamond. Um, so she is one of the Scottish drag queens and 
she's got a very like modern drag style i love her makeup i think her outfits are gorgeous she is a look queen and she does make all her outfits herself which i know other dra like drag queens obviously do make a lot of their own outfits but she really prides herself on it and i really respect her for that so she is i i'm a big fan of her holly what about you who's who who's stuck who stuck out to you from the first episode Ginny lemon yeah i see i love Ginny when lemon. i was getting holly to watch it i went these are the people she's gonna like and I was so right. You're you're a very comedy queen kind of person, aren't I you? I love a comedy queen. And also I love um Lawrence Cheney. Mm-hmm. Um first Queen's Walk In. Yeah. And I just think she's brilliant. I think she's just coming up with all the sort of like sarcastic comments and I was here for it. But I have to admit, Stina Mandela, I think I think she's she's got it. I think there's no real competition. Yeah, she's she's fierce. She's she's got it all. <laughs> and for I, because basically I started watching season one and season two at the same time, but probably not the best idea. But um, the winner of season one was also mm -hmm. the first winner of the first week. Oh, so you're, so you're which I thought was quite in. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say also about um, Steve Mandela's. I guess the neck, the the maxi challenge basically was your know, the first category was UK gay icons um and then the second category was queen of your hometown um and for queen of your hometown she did an east london look um which i thought was actually really clever she had her chip shop box and stuff and, the chicken chop yeah and she did she did go on to win drag queen of the week so clearly like we said she she might be one to watch um i was also going to mention about the the queen of your hometown look i was going to ask you actually what would your queen of your like hometown look be oh my god well i'm from croydon so a tram a tram I'd probably just have <laughs> as the tram oh my god the ikea salt and peppers yes oh my god yeah yes that's pretty iconic <laughs> or like the 50p pence building have you seen the one it was on black mirror oh so we're going yeah architecture you're going down that route that would actually be a great look yeah i feel i'm feeling yeah. it yeah I think so. The last one that I definitely want to mention is Tace, just because she is yes. stunning. She is Honestly. so gorgeous. She, yes. in drag, out of drag, I just, I, I do think, and you see this in the second episode as well, that people sort of see that she's relying on that a bit much. Like, you can't just be sexy. There's there's more to it. And so yeah. I do think that's going to test her. But if she can pull through, I'm I'm quite a fan, because I, I just think she's stunning. She is. She's really. Yeah, that's like the, when she walked in, I was like, wow. But then again, it was kind of like, it was sort of whenever I like, when I'm like, oh, I re when I look at a drag queen, I'm like, oh, I want them to be like everything. Like, it's amazing that you're stunning, but like, I want you to be able to dance and like have a bit more fun with it. And I think as the season progresses, she'll have more yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, but to I, what we're going to do is me and Holly are both going to predict who we think is going to win. <laughs> the season okay. um but i've got it i'm just gonna say it's not just who you want to win or who you think deserves <laughs> to win it's got to be who do you think actually will win and then we'll come back to you at the end of the season probably we'll talk about everything that's happened okay. and then we'll and we'll have we'll know who's we'll see if any of either of us got any close to the winner i was gonna say you're probably sat there thinking of course i'm watching drag race why am I not watching Drag Race? That's not a good enough recommendation. <laughs> so I wanted to bring some new things to the table. Um, one of the things I'm going to recommend is The Queen. It's from 1968 and it's on Netflix, um, I believe. Um, and it's a documentary that was shot in 1967 in New York and it captures the drag scene and social issues surrounding laws of homosexuality in the US before Stonewall. 
So it's like Ooh. really interesting. Follows like this queen, Flawless Sabrina, who's like the narrator of the documentary and she's the creator of like beauty drag contests across the country. And we're following um, the 1967 Miss All America beauty contest and like the running up to it. And it's all shot like observatory style, fly on the wall. Um, and because there's no like formal interviews or literally just observing the queens, you really learn things in a really like submersive way and it's um, just really natural. And especially because of where like the social and political issues that were taking place in New York at the time, um, especially with like homosexual relations. So the director, um, Frank Simon, he had to be really like obviously create a really like sort of safe space with a shared purpose and I feel like it really shows especially when they talk about things like sex change and the threat of the draft of the Vietnam War they really like it you it really uh, take I don't know it's just like an insight that I feel like is really hard to find anywhere else so I definitely recommend the documentary I really enjoyed it and the other one that I wanted to mention is one that I haven't watched actually but I've heard nothing but good things it's Paris is Burning everyone always recommends it to me after I mention the Queen because it's also set in New York it's in the mid to late 1980s um, and it follows um, the ballroom scene in New York, um, focusing in on, according to Wikipedia, because I haven't watched it, African-American, Latino and LGBT um, and transgender communities. Um, and I think it, it looks really good. I've watched the trailer and stuff um, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, but something I will also mention is, as always, with the media industry unfortunately there's a lot of issues with accurate representation and like with true intentions behind things and good intentions um either from the offset or once things start picking up and i know paris is burning has already had some controversy around this um so i i apologize for that that there are like issues around it but i think from a point of view of watching it to just learn a little bit more and immerse yourself in the culture it can do some good so i think they're worth a watch i that's i i'm plenty of choice now we've all got plenty of choice we've got all the options another thing as well i've heard nothing but good things about is it's a sin that's is it, it might be on channel four oh, that's just coming yeah. and i'm really excited to start watching that because it's got some incredible Everyone's actors been bawling in it. their eyes out and i think it's only so... episode one episode two <laughs> yeah and all i've seen is tears um so definitely emotion provoking but clearly um a solid one to watch yes and Lucy will be back with some more recommendations very soon. Oh, I will, yeah. She won't stop. She's, she's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> the same way I only talk about music, Lucy only watches film and television. Yeah. But to change it up a bit, we are going to talk about neither of those things. Oh, yeah. Because Holly's got a wild question to ask. We thought if we just talk about music and films and TV, it's just... It's just going to be never-ending with us two um, in the room. So to change it up a bit and to force our focus on something else, Holly's got a wild question and we're going to discuss. Yes, so they're going to be very hard-hitting. They require a lot of thought. So my question of the week this week is, would you rather fight a Teletubby or fight a kangaroo? I'm stumped. Just think about it, right? So I was having a conversation with somebody during a Zoom quiz a couple of weeks ago and a question about kangaroos came up and I was like, they're terrifying. And then later on, there was a question about Teletubbies came up and I was like, oh my God, they're equally as terrifying. I don't think this is common knowledge. But they're like at least seven and a half foot. They're huge. If you look back, you can tell. But at the time, yeah. I think we all just believed that like the set was built to their size. Oh, set? I'm, I'm lying. The Teletubby world is the right <laughs> size. What? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, but yeah, they're yeah they're like seven or eight foot or something, aren't they? I can imagine they're extremely like dense and heavy, so they could crush you. And kangaroos. Oh, and they've definitely got it in them. They're definitely angry. Oh yeah. Someone said that they've they didn't really understand the concept. They couldn't remember it much. It was very blurry from their early years, and they said, "Isn't." the telly on their tummy or the souls that they've sucked of small of young children the souls they've taken well, that's horrible i was going to say the narration is they want pancakes and there's a hoover called newt newt and that's all you need to know yeah well they've got a feast for pancakes and children's souls children. exactly Pff, terrifying like just think about the psychology psychological like abuse that they'd as well oh my God, you're really painting a bad picture of the Teletubbies though at life I know you're going to ruin so many people's I childhoods I know I'm uh, I'm not sorry because they're terrifying see but now what you've done is you've made me think right then well, I'm, I'm going to fight the kangaroo because <laughs> you just paint you but that is a rookie mistake that is I was saying I do, <laughs> there's a picture of a kangaroo in like a pond and everyone's like oh look <laughs> at it having a little swim and then someone's like no that's their way of getting you to come in to the water to rescue it so that it can strike you and drown you. <laughs> oh my god, that is so sinister. Have you ever seen Kangaroo Jack? No. Oh, it's a film about kangaroo and he's he speaks and I think I just kind of had this idea that like kangaroos are quite friendly. And then when I, this is the thing, when I'm tired, I quite enjoy watching videos on YouTube of like people in fights, like drunk people in fi- fighting in McDonald's and stuff like that. And then pe- like people in the outback fighting kangaroos because they're like vermin as well in Australia. Hand in hand, same thing. Yeah. Drunks, kangaroos. An aggressive drunk is the same as an aggressive kangaroo, I think. But they're so powerful, <laughs> and one kick can knock you straight out. However, I just, I'm, I think I'd much rather fight a Teletubby, because I can imagine they're quite slow. I feel like I'd have more the, the, the anger in myself to fight a Teletubby, whereas a kangaroo, mm. as angry as they are, gorgeous creatures. They're and so I don't sweet. think I have the, I think I'd just let it beat me up. Um, whereas <laughs> Teletubby, I think I have it in me. I think I can outsmart a Teletubby more than mm. I can outsmart a kangaroo. I think kangaroos are too smart for me. Or they want, yeah, exactly. As you said, all they want is pancakes. So that's probably their weakness. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just give them pancakes and they'll stop fighting me. But a kangaroo, yeah, I think I'd much rather fight a Teletubby. What do kangaroos eat? Eucalyptus, maybe? Or is I'm that Googling koala? It. What? Because they must have some sort of weakness in them. Um, but then again, baby kangaroos are so cute. And I think about Kangaroo Jack, and I also think about um, Kanga and Rue from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, iconic. I always imagine them like... Uh, I always see videos as well, like TikToks of people being like, I found this kangaroo on the side of the road, and now it's our pet. And I'm like, oh my God, what a They're wild so thing. They're so cute. Um, but apparently... They'll, they eat grass in the wild and leaves. Mm. How boring. Um, but there's also kangaroos, east grey, eastern grey kangaroos and wallabies that live on the beach, eat seaweed. They're probably less aggressive. And they're... mangrove seed pods. Yeah, they're on the beach. They're having a great yeah. time. No wonder they're so aggressive. The other one's so aggressive because they just are angry over eating grass. I want to be on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so are we coming to the conclusion that we'd much rather fight? If we're fighting the kangaroo, we've got to take it to the beach. Yes. If we're fighting a Teletubby, give, give it, it some pancakes. Yeah, that's true. And so I think I think we are coming to the conclusion of fighting a Teletubby, though, aren't we? I think also pancakes are easier to get than beaches That's in the UK. That's very true. So. I made some pancakes the other day. 
Oh my god, they're gonna come to me. They're gonna be knocking on my door. Imagine they're all just standing at the door of your flat. Oh, no, you can imagine it. That's They'll be really standing horrible. in the doorway if you're asleep like we had. There were pancakes. Oh my god. You can imagine all four of them like with their heads down. Oh, that's horrible. Okay, so now that we've left you with that image to disturb you, um, and just that the, the the really mind-boggling question that you can think about until we're back in two weeks' time, hopefully. With another mind-boggling question. Oh yeah, and more music and more films and stuff. We should be here on the nineteenth. We should hear hopefully. from us next then. But me and Holly aren't the most organised people. <laughs> so to, fo- to solve that problem, head over to Instagram at at the calf. Follow us there. Yes. I, we don't I'll insert whatever it's called there <laughs> because that's probably taken oh, yeah. um, but you can but yeah if you follow us over on Instagram you can keep up to date with everything yes. that's going on and it would make us very yes. happy please we have nothing else to do we'd love to we'd love we'd love more friends as well or the Teletubbies will come oh. for you now that's emotional blackmail that's that's <laughs> just <laughs> that's low <laughs> threatening them with Teletubbies oh, anyway Thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll see you very soon. Bye. Yeah. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs>